Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Today we're looking at chapter 19 of Twilight, Goodbyes. Okay. So where we left off, they came up with that dumb plan for Bella to break Charlie's heart and to be like, I'm leaving, I'm going to Phoenix, and then actually go to Phoenix. And that's their big plan to avoid the tracker, the infamous tracker. And so we start the chapter with her saying, Charlie was waiting up for me, all the house lights were on. Poor Charlie. Poor Charlie. And she says, my mind was blank as I tried to think of a way to make him let me go. This wasn't going to be pleasant. I still think she could have brainstormed another idea that didn't involve hurting his feelings. Like, you know, should she have just told him that Edward's a vampire? Like, should we just have that awkward conversation now rather than in a few years time? Like, but the vampires are in the car and they're sitting up ramrod straight listening out for the tracker and the tracker's not there. Edward's like, he's not here. Let's go inside. And then Emmett undoes the harness to let Bella out of the car. And he says, don't worry, Bella. We'll take care of things here quickly. And he says it in a low but cheerful voice. And I got to admire Emmett for just trying to rally in this moment and to try and put on like a happy voice. And that really touches Bella. She says, I barely knew him. And yet not knowing when I would see him again after tonight was anguishing. Anguishing. (laughs) It's not going to be anguish. Is that correct English? I don't know if that's good Englishing. And Bella also says she felt moisture filling up her eyes as she looked at Edward. It's called tears. That's what you're experiencing. And then Edward's like, Alice, Emmett, Rakoff. So they slither soundlessly into the darkness, instantly disappearing. And like, Wolf, wouldn't you hate to be the person reading the audiobook for that sentence? They slithered soundlessly into the darkness, instantly disappearing. God, that's sibilant. That is sibilant. So they walk to the door and Edward's like, you've got 15 minutes. And now she's proper crying. She's thinking about the goodbyes she's going to have to do and she's crying. And her tears give her an inspiration. Again, this is a dumber sentence. An inspiration. Not my tears inspired me, but my tears had given me an inspiration. And so then they stop on the porch and she puts his face in her hands and she says, I love you. I will always love you no matter what happens now. And I'm thinking, wow, like he only just said that he loved you last chapter or the chapter before. And you're laying it on thick with the double loves? With the I will always love you? Like, you're coming off a bit desperate, Bells. And Bella's like, Edward, 
keep Charlie safe for me because he's not going to like me very much after this and I would love to have the chance to apologise later. And Edward's like, yeah, 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 whatever, just get inside, we've got to hurry. And then Bella says, one more thing, don't listen to another word I say tonight. And we all know he's going to listen in. Like, he's going to be helping you pack in your bedroom, overhearing. Like, uh, of course he's going to hear Bella, he's got fucking super hearing. But she stretches up on her toes and she kisses his surprised, frozen lips. So now his lips are surprised. And she kicks the door down and she's like, go away, Edward. And she's slamming the door and Charlie's like, oh boy, we've got a live one. He's like, uh, Bella? And she says, leave me alone. And she's screaming and running upstairs to her room and throwing that door shut and just clomping around. And then, interestingly, she reaches under her bed and finds an old sock that contained her secret cash hoard. Now, this is the first I'm hearing of a secret cash hoard. Maybe she really can go and make it on her own in Phoenix if she's got a little secret cash hoard. But also, Bella, hiding money under your mattress, what is this, the 1920s? Like, live a little. You're not in a recession, babe. I mean, knowing history, that'll come soon, so have fun with that. But, like, hiding money under the mattress. Seriously, sweets. And if I was Bella, as soon as I heard that Edward was watching me sleep, I'd be checking that little money hoard under the mattress, being like, is he robbing me? (laughs) Is this guy sneaking into my room in the middle of the night robbing me? (laughs) Anyway, she grabs the secret cash hoard and Charlie's like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm going home. And he's like, did he hurt you? And she says, no. (laughs) Sorry to blush your eardrums there, but it says she shrieked no a few octaves higher than what she already was. So a few octaves, like she's just gone from, from being a bloody tenor a baritone, straight up to soprano. No! <laughs> and so Edward's there and he's just like yanking armfuls of clothes and shoving them in her duffel bag. And Charlie's like, did he break up with you? And she says, no. And then Edward threw another drawer's contents at her. <laughs> so he's just, he's just flinging shit at her face saying, pack this, pack this. And thankfully she's already got her toiletry bag. She's already got her bath caddy all set up for her, so she doesn't need to go to the bathroom to collect her shampoo and stuff. So that's good for her. Good for her for being organized with her bath caddy. But if I was Bella, I would not want my new boyfriend going through my drawers. <laughs> like, you don't want him to see the granny panties. Like, you don't want him to see all your comfies that you would normally hide from someone like that. Who else knows what she's got in the second drawer? Everyone knows the second drawer is the drawer you don't go into. I'll just leave it at that. So it's a very chaotic scene and Charlie's still screaming through the door being like, hey, can you let me in? Like, what happened? And she says, I broke up with him. And then Edward's like, I'll be in the truck. Hurry up. And he jumps out the window. So then she unlocks the door and she pushes it past Charlie roughly. And she runs down the stairs. Poor Charlie, like fill a bitch in. Just let him know. Let him know. Would it be that bad if she said, look, the Cullens are vampires. Call Billy Black. He'll confirm it. Your best friend in this town will will back me up here. So there's your social proof. And yeah, there's a whole treaty. So like, he's fine. And then Edward could just like demonstrate his super skills. And so then Charlie will be like, oh, all right. Okay. That's that box ticked. And then just be like, oh, and by the way, we did run into a actually bad vampire. So I just need to hide out for a bit. Is that cool? And Charlie would be like, sure. Or Charlie would shoot him. But like, 
we're just we're just splitting hairs here. Like I'm just spitballing because there's better plans than just going to Phoenix. And and Charlie's like, I thought you liked him, and he's like, got up by the elbow in the kitchen, just sort of pinned her down there. And she's like, Oh no, I can tell he's not going to let me leave easily. She says, I could only think of one way to escape, and it involved hurting him so much that I hated myself for even considering it. Here we go. Here we go. So she says, I do like him. That's the problem. I can't do this anymore. I can't put down any more roots here. I don't want to end up trapped in this stupid, boring town like mum. I'm not going to make the same dumb mistake she did. I hate it. I can't stay here another minute. And I think she's laying it on thick. Like, did she have to go that far in on poor Charlie? And Charlie's hand drops from her like she'd electrocuted him. Poor Charlie. He must have thought that they were getting along. Like, they were, they were having a fish fry together. Oh, actually, did they actually get along? It doesn't seem like they spent much time together. They usually ate dinner in silence and watched TV in silence. Oh, now that I'm looking back on it. Yeah, she has been having a shit time in Forks. (laughs) Let her leave then. Couldn't she have just said, I need a mental health week. I'm going to go stay with Renee for a week. And and Charlie even says, just wait a week. Renee will be back by then. And she's like, what? And Charlie's like, yeah, Renee called earlier. Florida's not that great. So they're considering moving back to Arizona. And Phil might be able to play for the Sidewinders, whatever the fuck that is. I guess it's a baseball team or something. And I don't know how that helps Charlie's argument that she should stay in Forks, but whatever. And Bella's like, I don't have the time to consider what you've just said, so I'm just going to get out of here. And she's at the door and she's trying to get out. And Charlie's reaching for her and she's like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm losing too much time. And so she says, just let me go, Charlie. And those were apparently her mother's last words as she'd walked out that same door so many years ago. She throws the door open and she says, it didn't work out okay. I really, really hate Forks. And she says her cruel words did their job. Charlie was frozen on the doorstep, stunned, and she ran away into the night. And is it just me or is it pretty fucking weird that she knows her mother's exact words as she walked out on her husband? (laughs) All those years ago when Bella was a kid, like why would she know those exact last words? Like, is Renee just sharing this anecdote with with Bella all the time, being like, oh, so then I said, just let me go, Charlie. And And if she is just sharing this story with Bella, why is Bella committing it to memory? It's a bit macabre. So she hops into the truck and then she yells out, I'll call you tomorrow. (laughs) Which is a nice tonal shift. So she drives off and then Edward's in the car as well. And he says, pull over. And she says, I can drive. This again, guys, there's always a fight about who gets to drive. It's, it's ridiculous. This conversation happens more than she bites her lip or gulps or like tosses her hair. It happens every chapter, but Edward not wanting to, you know, talk about it. He just, he grips her waist and his foot nudges hers off of the pedal and he pulls her across his lap wrenches her hand free of the wheel and suddenly he's in the driver's seat and she's in the passenger seat. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, I'm not even going to say pull over and have the fight anymore. I'm just going to 
scudge into the driver's seat. But I'm more interested in why Bella didn't put a seatbelt on. Like, Bella, road safety's important. The whole reason you want to drive all the time is because you think Edward drives too fast, and here you are not wearing a seatbelt. Ridiculous. And then Bella says, what about the tracker? (laughs) And Edward says, he heard the end of your performance. And she's like, oh my god, Charlie. And he says, no, the tracker followed us. He's running behind us now. (laughs) Can we stop calling him the tracker? And like, does Stephanie remember in the prologue when she was calling him the hunter? Like, that's what his name was in the prologue. She was like, the hunter came towards me. But 18 chapters later, she's like, the tracker. The tracker this, the tracker that. Just call him James. Just call him James. Would that be so outrageous? But she's like, oh shit, he's behind us. Can we outrun him? And Edward's like, no. And he's like trying to drive the truck fast, but like, it's an old truck. We've established that it's an old truck. The whole first chapter was about how this is an old truck. And Bella narrates, my plan suddenly didn't feel so brilliant anymore. And would we say brilliant? That's being very generous. That's, that's very Trump-esque to call your own plan brilliant. Ask anyone. My plan's the most brilliant plan ever. Other people wish they had plans as brilliant as these plans. And then a shadow springs up outside the car window and she lets out a blood-curdling scream that lasted a fraction of a second. (laughs) Okay, sorry. A blood-curdling scream that only lasted a fraction of a second. (laughs) What the fuck? What human can scream for just less than a second? It's not physically possible. Just freaking ridiculous. Fraction of a second. (laughs) Sounds like a seagull. And that's when Edward is like, it's just Emmett running along beside us. And she's like, oh, okay. And so then Edward says, I didn't realize you were still so bored with small town life. It seemed like you were adjusting fairly well. Um, Edward, is that really like the kind of conversation that would calm her down right now? Like she's an emotional mess. And she told you not to listen into what she was saying. And now you're just like blatantly being like, well, guess what? I listened in. He's awful. But she's like, I could tell he was trying to distract me. So she's like grateful for him talking. Fucking hell. And that's when she says to Edward, that was the same thing my mum said when she left him. You could say I was hitting below the belt. And Edward says, don't worry, he'll forgive you. And then he smiles a little, but the smile didn't touch his eyes. So I guess that leads us to believe that Edward read Charlie's mind and Charlie was pretty upset and pretty hurt. But also, how does a smile touch an eye? No, I guess that makes sense because... I've been wearing face masks lately because you know, 2020 and you know, when you go and take a photo or like you want to be nice to someone in the street and you do the old smile and then you're like, they can't see me smiling. So you try and smile with your eyes and you try and do that little, like, like you lift the eyebrows a little bit and you try and like get them to glint. So I guess that's what she means by the smile didn't reach his eyes. Like you got to smile with your eyes. We've, we've learned that now. I get it. I get it. I was going to make fun of that, but I get it. And then she's got panic in her eyes. And he's like, Bella, it's going to be fine. And she's like, but it won't be when I'm not with you. And he's like, we'll be together in a few days. And don't forget, this was your idea. And she's like, it was the best idea. Of course it was mine. And I I don't know if it was the best idea, Bells. I really don't think so. Oh God, then we get more dialogue. And it's just Bella being like, why me? Why did James decide to kill me? And thank you for calling him James and not the tracker. 
But she's like, yeah, there's people all over the place. Why me? And Edward's like, well, I guess it kind of is your fault. Uh, it's because you smell so appallingly luscious. And if you didn't smell that good, maybe he might not have bothered. But what made it worse was when I defended you. Because that just really, like, intrigued him because he thinks of himself as a hunter and nothing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Else, he says his existence is consumed with tracking. <laughs> I, I'm just not buying that this is his main hobby, tracking. <laughs> He's a tracker. He loves to track. His favorite thing is to track. <laughs> thesaurus off sick and Bella's like but I thought I didn't smell the same to others as I do to you and he's like well you don't but that doesn't mean you still don't smell deliciously tempting and Edward says I don't think I have any choice but to kill him now Carlisle won't like it and Edward if you're already acknowledging that you have no choice but to kill him why are you going along with Bella's plan when you could just turn around and try and kill him just turn around and try and kill him or regroup with the other family that you split off from. Again, why would you split up? And Bella says, how can you kill a vampire? And he says, the only way to be sure is to tear him to shreds and then burn the pieces. I mean, that doesn't seem too hard. Right, just tear him to shreds and burn the pieces. And Bella says, and the other two will fight with him. And Edward says, the woman will. I'm not sure about Laurent. They don't have a very strong bond. He's only with them for convenience. He was embarrassed by James of the Meadow. And 
when did Edward piece that together? Because in the car last chapter, he was like, it's three, it's three of them. Laurent will go with them. So, so he's just changed his mind in the middle of all of this. Like just, just a little copy edit would have been great. If someone could have just scanned the manuscript before this got published and just said, oh, oh, Edward's got a different perspective than he did 20 minutes ago. Like that would have been great. If someone could just, a second set of eyes, a second set of eyes over this might've just like picked up these little things, but it doesn't matter. Cause Bella's just like, oh no, I don't want them to try and kill you. And Edward's like, don't you waste time worrying about me. You just keep yourself safe. Okay. <sighs> They're just this circle jerk of like, I want to protect you. No, I want to protect you. I don't want you to die. Well, I don't want you to die. And I was like, well, you could both not die. It's just, it's just too much. It's too much. So the car finally gets to the Cullen's house, thank God. And then Emmett opens her door and tucks her in to his chest like a football. Like she's the football and runs her through the door. And like, that's kind of cute. I kind of like that image. That's fun. So they burst inside and all the other Cullens are there. And so's Laurent. And Emmett growls when he sees Laurent. And Edward says, he's tracking us. <laughs> this word tracking and tracker have been used more times in this book than any other words. They've said vampire like once, maybe. But tracker, 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 tracking, tracker, tracker. Why is this chapter not called the tracker? And like to say he's tracking us is a bit much because Carlo literally said, come to our house, we'll give you directions, follow us in the car, ride home, guys. (laughs) And no, James is tracking them. What tracking can he have done? They've not been subtle about it. It's not like they're hiding from him. But Laurent's like, oh, he's tracking you. I was afraid of that. And someone says, can you stop him? And he says, no, nothing stops James when he gets started tracking. And Emmett's like, ah, bring him on. We can stop him. And then Laurent drops a huge bombshell where he's like, you won't be able to bring him down. I've never seen anything like him in my 300 years. He's absolutely lethal. That's why I joined his coven. (gasps) His coven. James was the leader all along, guys. Crazy. Also, like, coven is a term for a group of witches, not vampires. (laughs) But okay. Okay. And like, does, does three vampires make a coven? I don't know. I guess three would be the minimum. You wouldn't want anything less than three. And Bella thinks his coven, of course, the show of leadership in the clearing was merely that, a show. And Bella, you have way more to think about right now than how you misread the situation in the meadow. And Laurent looks at Bella and he's like, guys, are you you even sure that she's worth it? And Edward roars at him. He's like, hey, back off. And Carlyle looks at Laurent and he's like, I'm afraid you're going to have to make a choice. And Laurent's like, hmm, I'm out. (laughs) So Carlyle says, go in peace. And Laurent runs off. And then the silence lasts less than a second. (laughs) I tell you what, seconds mean less than they used to. When I was growing up, a second was a second, but she's breaking everything down into less than seconds. 
shit moves quick. I think that's the vibe she's trying to create. She's just trying to say, shit moves quick. So they quickly discuss the plan. Esme puts the house on lockdown. She just touches a little keypad and then all these huge metal shutters start sealing up the glass wall like it's the purge or something, which is just fantastic imagery. And Bella says, I gaped. Gaped. (laughs) Not I stared. She gaped, which is a horrible word. Gaped. Yuck. And they just establish that James is circling around them trying to meet up with Victoria. So they're like, we'll lead him off. Jasper and Alice will get rid of Bella. And then as soon as Bella's in the clear, we hunt him down. And Carlisle says, I guess there's no other choice. And it's like, Carlisle, like, I know you don't like killing, killing people, but this is just a vampire. Like, just buck up and just, just, just hunt him down, mate. Like, do your morals really extend to vampires? And tracker vampires at that? So then Edward commands Rosalie to go upstairs and trade clothes with Bella. And she's like, fuck no. And she says, why should I? What is she to me except a menace, a danger you've chosen to inflict on us all? (laughs) Mate, I agree. Rosalie's got it pegged. Rosalie didn't want a bar of Bella in the first place. She doesn't get the appeal. And I'm on her side. And Bella gets really worried that Edward's going to like lose it at her. But Edward just looks away from Rosalie as if she's not even spoken and like she didn't exist. Ooh, the cold shoulder. And it would literally be a cold shoulder. So Edward says, Esme, do you want to do it? And I'm thinking maybe if you just said, please, Edward, it could have been a different story. But no, he said, go upstairs and trade clothes. I wouldn't want no bitch wearing my clothes either without a please. Yeah, I'll I'll let you borrow some clothes as a favour, but you've got to at least show some gratitude. So then Esme sweeps her upstairs and says, what are we doing? And Esme's like, we're trying to confuse the smell. It won't last long though, but it might help you get out. So she scoops off her clothes, scoops off Bella's clothes and, and does a little switch, just like. So Bella's essentially seen Esme naked. And Esme's like, yeah, body confident. I don't care. Look at my lovely jubblies. So Bella's just seen her mother-in-law naked, essentially. And this is another part of their plan, which I don't think they've thought through because she's just swapped her clothes to get rid of her scent. Yet she's also just packed a bag full of clothes that would presumably also smell like her. And she's going to take that bag of clothes with her. So we're just assuming that the flannel shirt she had on during the baseball game is going to smell more like her than her whole bag full of possessions. Right. So they all get ready to split up again. Yep, split up again. So they've got Esme and Rosalie taking Bella's truck. They've got Alice and Jasper taking the Mercedes because it's got like a tinted window, which they'll need in the South. <laughs> and then. Carlisle, Edward, Emmett are taking the Jeep. Do, do they really need to be driving when this guy's circling around the forest? The tracker is in the forest at the moment and they're like, let's take the Jeep. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. And then Carlisle looks to Alice and he says, will they take the bait? And then everyone watched Alice as she closed her eyes and became incredibly still. Why are we still listening to Alice after all of this? 
But Alice is certain. She says, yep, he'll track you. The woman will follow the truck. We'll be able to leave after that. Too easy. And everyone says, great, let's go. If Alice says it'll happen, it'll happen. So they get ready to leave and then Edward scoops her up. He picks her up off her feet to kiss her. And the line is, for the shortest second, his lips were icy and hard against mine. Then it was over. So it's another short second. No, it's the shortest of seconds. If you had to measure all the different types of seconds, this was the shortest of seconds. Fuck me dead. Ah, that's three times in this chapter that she's messing with, messing with the unit of measurement known as a second. Three times. And then he sets her down and then he runs off and he's out the door. And she says, we stood there, the others looking away from me as the tears streaked noiselessly down my face. And the silent moment dragged on. At least it wasn't a second. Then Rosalie and Esme leave. And then her, Jasper and Alice wait. And then Alice gets a text and they're like, yep, you're good to go. So Alice runs off to go get the car. And so it just leaves her and Jasper standing there in the entryway. And Jasper says, you're wrong, you know. And she says, what? And he says, I can feel what you're feeling now and you are worth it. Which is a bit cute. That's a bit cute, Jasper. But she's like, I'm not. If anything happens to them, it will be for nothing. And he says, you're wrong. And I just think she's just doing it for attention. She's just, she's just being a negative Nancy for attention. And then Alice is back and she says, may I? With her arms out. And Bella says, you're the first one to ask for permission. Ha ha. And she smiles wryly. (laughs) Now's not the time for fun little jokes, Bella. And Alice scoops her up into her slender arms, just as Emmett had like a football. And then they flew out the door, leaving the lights bright behind us. So they left the lights on in the house. They shut up the glass window with, with the purge style panic doors, but they left all the lights on. And the front door open, presumably. God, the Cullens are weird. They don't do anything in... Half measures. Well, actually, this is a half measure. I take that back. But that's the end of the chapter. They fly out the door, leaving the lights bright behind them. What an ending. And then the title of the next chapter is Impatience. Seems like we're de-escalating the tension a bit with that one. Wow, thanks for listening. Um, If you want to leave a rating or a review, that is really appreciated because, you know, that's just, you know, how podcasts work. You can also send me your thoughts. Um, Email me at breakingdownpod at gmail.com or send me a tweet to pod breaking down. I'm also on Twitter at NathanBrown90. And we also have a website now. So it's breakingdownbadbooks.com. And on that website, there's merch, which is fun. So you can get like little team Mike Newton tote bags and like fridge magnets. And um, there's also like a vampire baseball league design there, which you can get on like a baseball t-shirt or like Yeah, face masks, fridge magnets, pins, that kind of thing. So, you know, go check it out. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.